Hey, I'm Sarah Bivens. And I'm Matthew Bivens. And this is the Doing It at Home podcast, the only podcast dedicated to empowering, loving, and honest conversations around home birth. What started as a fun way for us to document our own home birth journey has turned into a platform for sharing birth stories, resources, and education with the goal of empowering mamas and families to make the birth decisions that work best for them. Plus, we get into the antics, breakdowns, and breakthroughs of our own experience of marriage and parenthood. All right. You ready, babe? Yep. Let's do it, mama. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. We have another awesome conversation for you today that I know mamas and birth junkies alike are going to love. But before we hop into that real quick, for any of you Atlanta listeners, so any mamas out there in the greater Atlanta area... I'm going to be a part of something cool that's going on this month, and I want you to check it out. So I'm going to be a part of the Bloom 2018 event that is going on in Kennesaw Sunday, April 15th from 2 to 4.30 p.m. This is an event for new and expecting mamas, anyone who's thinking about growing their family sometime soon. It's going to be an afternoon of socialization, delicious food, educational resources, giveaways, and swag, of course. And there's going to be a portion of a panel discussion of experts. And guess who's moderating that panel discussion? Your girl, Sarah Bivens. I'm really excited to be there and to be a part of the event and to meet any and all of you mamas who can make it out there. I'm going to be representing doing it at home, of course, and all things empowered birth and motherhood. So go to atlanta.citymomsblog.com to check it out. And I'm going to include a link to that in the show notes as well. So you can go there to find out location, ticketing information, all that great stuff. So I hope to see some of you Atlanta listeners out there. All right, so today's conversation, we are chatting with Hehe Stewart, and Hehe is a maternity concierge and doula. And so we get to learn what that is exactly. Doesn't that sound intriguing? A maternity concierge. I love it. And how pampering during pregnancy is important. So she's really there to help parents find the balance, that mindset, that headspace, and that prenatal research and support to prepare for pregnancy, birth, and beyond. And Hehe is a fellow podcaster herself, the host of the Tranquility Tribe podcast, which you can find in Apple Podcasts. So go check that out, the Tranquility Tribe podcast. And we have some cool connections with Hehe in that she has worked with Alyssa Campbell, who we've had on the show in episode 96, talking about sleep consultation. So it's a really great episode. We talk about all things focusing on mama, luxury during pregnancy, and you know, advice on how you can cultivate that for yourself and uh, how not being a mom herself, how that factors into her work and how that plays a part in her service to the birth world. So it's a great conversation. I'm really excited for you to listen to it and so grateful to Hehe for hanging out with us. So real quick, before we jump into that conversation, I want to give a shout out to our sponsor of this episode, and that is Bump Boxes. Bump Boxes, you guys, is a monthly pregnancy subscription service tailored to your due date or your guest date, as we like to say here. So that means you get a monthly delivery of healthy, awesome, really cool pregnancy mom and baby products for every stage of your pregnancy along the way up until baby's birthday. And each box contains full-size, safe, and healthy, trusted products and brands. So none of this sample type stuff. (laughs) 
They've treated hundreds of thousands of mamas everywhere to a fun pampering experience. Perfect for this episode, right? Pampering and luxury during pregnancy. So treat yourself or a mama friend to a gift you'll really love and get excited to see in the mail each month during your pregnancy because we're always preparing for baby, right? But this is about you. And you can receive 35% off your first box in a subscription with the code D-I-A-H to let them know that we sent you and that you listened to this recording. And we like to try out everything that we promote on the show. And so I got my own bump box, even though I don't have a bump right now, but I could still appreciate everything that was in this box and still love it and use all of it. Like an awesome water bottle that says feeling fly as a mother, natural lip balms, lotions, all kinds of cool stuff, you guys. So go to bumpboxes.com, use the code D-I-A-H when you start your subscription and receive 35% off today. So thank you to Bump Boxes for sponsoring this episode. And without any further ado, our conversation with Hehe Stewart. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com. Hi, Hehe. Welcome to the Doing It at Home podcast. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. How are you? Hi, I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited for our chat. Yes. So we've been connecting a lot recently just on general life things because I like talking to you. <laughs> but then also you interviewed me for the Tranquility Tribe podcast, which we'll talk about in a little bit and how people can check that out and how amazing it is. But before all of that, I'm just getting too excited. Will you just share a little bit of who you are and what you do and how you're involved in the birth world? Yeah, so I am a maternity concierge and a birth doula in the Boston area. Um, but recently, my services have um, kind of expanded outside of the Massachusetts region, kind of across across all the states. Um, so I've just launched online services too. So that is pretty cool. But I, um, so the maternity concierge piece, I try and help. Um, parents find that balance. So this can look different for um, for each parent, but the maternity concierge, um, generally, we are helping you keep balance with your mind, your mindset, your head space. Um, we're doing some prenatal work with you. And then we help you do all the things that are really time consuming, but that are in your life just because you're pregnant. So we help you research um, the items that you're interested in 
ordering for your baby or what are those what are those items so we are here to help you kind of navigate items that you might need for your baby we put together your nursery we help you get those things ordered we organize your baby showers we um my goodness there's there's literally so much that we can do so if it if it kind of comes along with being pregnant and it's one of those things that you might want some help with the research or you might want help with the, the little things. The maternity concierge is um, perfect because it's kind of this comprehensive approach of like birth support and then helping you find that balance of, of being a working, a working parent. Um, but also we have partners um, throughout the Boston area and I try and connect you um, with these resources for that comprehensive approach. So we have um, people like acupuncture and massage therapists and photographers and um, sleep consultants and nutritionists and fitness people that have all offered exclusive discounts special for Tranquility by Hehe clients. So when you come and you you have our our services and you are kind of part of our tribe, you are connected automatically to these other resources and practitioners in Boston that I have developed this relationship with. And I, I actually, it was a pretty, um, I was picky, I guess I, I went through, I went through a lot of coffee dates. I went through a lot of conversations. I went through a lot of, um, you know, how do you treat your clients? What's your outlook on this? What would you do in this situation? And I handpicked these practitioners because they all align with, um, this idea of, of luxury and that pregnancy is not an illness and that pampering should be part of your pregnancy because it has, it's related to really great outcomes if you, if you kind of um, work on your headspace, which is part of pampering. If you were active in your self-care, which is part of pampering. If you eat right, which is part of pampering, um, there's kind of this whole, this whole um, equation kind of that, that we help bring to the table. And so that's, it's, I call it the tranquility team and we're here to serve you. And, and the parents who, who really take advantage of, um, of this approach, because of kind of what, what tranquility by he, he is, it's, it's a birthing approach really. Um, when they really take advantage of it, they come back with um, really profound things to say, um, really life changing things that generally make me cry and, really reassure me that this is I that I have found it like this is my perfect perfect thing to do in my life like this is definitely what I was called to do wow so so many things come up for me when you shared all of what you just said first of all you are formulating and creating this model and this system of an entire tribe to support a family and all members of that family and you know, of course, part of me is like, how can this be replicated in every city across the country, across the world? You know, we, we need to take this and bring it back to our own communities. Um, but then also, you know, I'm comforted by and excited by the fact that people can still get a piece of that and connect with you through virtual opportunities now. And I think a lot of birth workers are opening themselves up to that medium and that way of serving people is because that's how you can have, you know, massive impact beyond just your community, which is important. You know, it's kind of like, what is that? Think globally, act locally. Um, but there's that awareness and there's that opportunity for people to get a, a, a taste of what you're doing up there in Boston and not have to live in Boston. Um, so I think 
all that is so cool. And then also what you bring to the table and what kind of differentiates a little bit of what you do is your, your experience and your, your training and your education basically in mental health and human development and family studies. That's correct. Right. Did I get that right? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got my master's at, um, the university of Alabama and I, I walked away as a provisionally certified, um, certified family life educator through NCFR, um, which is the National Council on Family Relations. And that is a multifaceted uh, master's degree. So actually, it's a little bit of sociology and psychology and mental health. And then obviously, I already had a psychology degree um, from Mississippi State University. So I have this really fascinating, multifaceted, um, oh, and my master's is in human development family studies. So from literally conception or or like trying to conceive really um, all the way to death, which obviously I've not geared that way. So my expertise is up till really toddlerhood, but I'm I'm trying to actually get away from that. And I just want it to be um, up through the first year of life. Um, but then really, you know, my focus is on, on the mom. So yeah. And, and then uh, when I first came up here, I have um, infant care experience, which helps with the postpartum piece of being able to serve that. And I was in early intervention. So I got a lot of, um, you know, family support, that is very heavily family support. So, so on top of all of the other experience that I got through my master's, um, and even the family support I did in undergrad, um, the early intervention was huge. It, it really exposed me to a lot. Um, and I got some really great perspectives from that. So yeah, it's really funny. It kind of has been this puzzle piece that has kind of been put together by by experiences and different courses that I've taken and then trainings that I have done while I've been in the, the birth world. Um, and then, yeah, I launched Tranquility by Heathen in 2016, and it has just kind of transformed into this, yeah, what you said, a model of care. And so it is, it's, it's really, I'm so honored that people, um, you know, see the benefit in this approach and are willing to, um, to support this. And it is, it really is heartwarming to see, see, see people be supported by this and how positive their birth can go. And so that birth piece was really, um, that last piece for me and that doula training was, um, you know, it's a weekend course. So it's just like, um, it's just like a course that you take and it was, it was all about the pain relief for me. And it was, um, or I guess like for me, I learned pain relief. That sounded like <laughs> um, this is, I learned how to do my own pain relief. But for me, I learned pain relief. And then it was a nice um, reminder and kind of refresher course on the human development that obviously I had like dove into for in my master's program, which was two and a half years. So yeah, it's, it's, it's really, it's, fun. And then I think that being a doula that does not have children brings a really, really awesome, unbiased platform to care. And, you know, I, I, when I first started being a doula, I was very insecure about this. And I, I cringe when people would say, and do you have children? And I'd be like, Oh, my goodness. Mm. No, I don't. But I hope that you can see my worth. And then, you know, it was, it was, not long after I, I started doing a lot of births that people would come back and say, he, I never once felt judged for you. And I thought to myself, yeah, what am I going to judge you on? I don't know how this is supposed to go. Like I've never been in this and <laughs> in the births that I have seen 
we're totally different. Like you, you're not like any other birthing parent I've ever worked with. Like, and that's kind of the beauty in birth is that everyone is so different. So it shouldn't look like anything. You shouldn't compare this to anything. And so I think being a doula that does not have children, I've never been through birth and it is really awesome to have this clean slate, every single client. And I mean, it's fun for me too, because it keeps it, it keeps it so new. Right. Um, so yeah. Yeah. That's cool. I like how you mentioned that, you know, the being a birth worker without having experienced birth or had children yourself and, you know, how that might impact certain people or what their preference might be. And I think ultimately, obviously do whatever works for you and resonates with you and aligns with your values best. But I, for me personally, I've never looked at someone who is going to assist me in my pregnancy or birth process as having to have children themselves. Um, I mean, when you think about the men gynecologists out there, I mean, they don't have a vagina. So how are they going to instruct you on how to take care of yours? Or, you know, male OBs, they clearly, you know, but we'll use those. Um, so I think about that, but then also it's just, there are ways to, and I'm sure you find this through your practice to gain enough sense of understanding and obviously education, but then to just hold that space, to hold that space of, of compassion, of healing, of growth, of breakthrough, whatever it is to hold that space. I don't feel like a prerequisite is to have born children yourself. Um, you know, and there are going to be varying opinions on that, but I, I think it's great that you mentioned that and that you've, you've integrated that as a part of who you are and your ability to care for the families that you do rather than some sort of, you know, handicap or hindrance in that ability, you know, it's just, it's a part of it. It's part of who you are right now. And, you know, maybe it will shift when you have children or maybe it won't. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think I, so I take this, um, this approach of like community over competition. And so I am a, a big, big, big believer. Um, this always sounds so brash and harsh when I say this, I hate the way it sounds, but it is just so true. Um, I don't want to be everyone's doula, right? Mm. So I don't, I, I really don't feel like I am the perfect doula for everybody. And so if it is important to you that your doula have children, that is a great sign that we probably, you shouldn't even interview me because I, I'm not a good fit for you. And I think that is like, whoa, so awesome. You know, what will that, that will do for your, the energy of your birth room that you want to keep that energy clean. And so if you have this thing that you want your doula to have children, I'm not bringing clean energy to you. I already have something that makes you uncomfortable. Mm. I think that is that. So you and I are not a great mix. You should jive with your doula a hundred percent. I can't tell you how many clients I have that are actually more like family now because we, we jive like the universe just understood and, and and it put each other like you put us in each other's path. It's it's very strange. So I, I feel like you should find that with your doula. So it sounds harsh. I don't want to be everybody's doula. So you should definitely have um what I call like you know hard boundaries. Like these are things yeah. I definitely want. Like I want my doula to have um you know have had children. I want my doula to have had. I don't know, experience in this field in the real world. I want my doula to have a focus on self-care. I want my doula to, you know, you fill in the blank. What do you want your doula to have? Um, you'll find it. You'll find it. So I, I, I really do believe that. I think that's how I'm able to bring this to the table so, um, so openly. Like, yeah, 
I, I would definitely be able to serve you differently than someone who has children, than someone who has children. But, you know, that may not be the, the care that you're looking for. And that is okay. That's okay. Right. You, should, you should definitely advocate for that, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so to, to kind of pivot slightly, the just the words you use to describe the process of pregnancy and birth and postpartum and what you what you want to create ideally for, for your clients, words like luxury, you know, that you've mentioned words like pampering, (laughs) even tranquility. I mean, part of your name, um, not always what you expect to see, you know, around those experiences of pregnancy, birth and postpartum. So I'm just curious for you, why, why that route and why is it important? Do you feel for women to take the opportunity to be pampered, to experience luxury, like to have this kind of, you know, I'm thinking like, ooh, la la, kind of joyful experience that is pregnancy, yeah, you know, yeah, why? Yeah. So, um, so I, I don't know if it's, it's all ooh la la, but right. it definitely <laughs> is all very intentional, right? Um, so more of ooh la la, think like, um, think like a, an ohm at the end of a yoga class or maybe a, a like low music and Mm. lavender so like lavender should definitely come to mind and like maybe a waterfall like that's kind of what we're we're thinking more than like sparkles although (laughs) oh dude I love sparkles right like sparkles are like but um the pampering and the luxurious you know it's funny so I've always had this um this tie to mental health so I think partly is because um I I struggle with anxiety. And so it's something that I actively have um, been intentional about learning about and learning how to support and learning how to channel and then learning how to teach other people to do that. So I knew that was something that was going to be in my adulthood life. So that was decided in like undergrad. Mm. All right. So then we get here and I'm in um, this doula weekend course and I I hear all this talk about baby, 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 baby. And then I think in like society too, like baby showers and, you know, baby gifts and when's the baby going to be here and, oh, the baby wants this to eat and, you know, oh, sorry, you're feeling sick, but this is what the baby needs or whatever, you know, it's all about the baby. What the hell? This mom (laughs) is like, you know, or this parent is carrying this baby who hello, who is recognizing this person who's growing this tiny human? Nobody. Okay. You know, I just saw this like huge gap and I was like, this has to be fixed right now. And then also I had had this, um, this background in the infant care and, um, you know, the, the human development and family studies and then the child care piece. And I knew that that postpartum piece was already super hard, um, because people, people, some parents show up, um, man, bless their hearts, they show up to child care in the infant classrooms whenever their their um, parental leave is up and they're headed back to work. And it's really sad, um, but it's also they need a hug. So they, they usually show up and they're really disheveled and they're really stressed out. They feel guilty, but they're also like, thank God. Okay, so they're mm. really stressed out because ooh, getting out of the house with a newborn for the first time is like really crazy. And also, you've just been at home for six weeks with this tiny human. You were expected, you know, eight weeks, maybe 10, 12 weeks. You were expected to keep it alive, so you have done that. Now you're dropping it off at daycare all day long because 
you have to go back to work. You feel super guilty. Like, this sucks. This is your baby. You don't want to leave them with these strangers. Maybe you visited a time or two, but, like, oh, this is so hard. But then the thank God piece, like, oh, my heavens, thank you so much. There's some other human that is going to take this baby from me and give me a reprieve, right? So it's, like, all the feels. Mm. And I just felt so tough to like help them. So when I, I started to look into this, I was like, you know, the postpartum piece is, um, is super important too. And so it kind of, you know, the approach just kind of happened. It, 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 yeah, it's weird how the universe has just kind of like led that to happen. But this, this tampering idea started, you know, it's a mental health piece. And then when like, hello, who's paying attention to, to these parents that are working so hard. And then, wow, we have to support these parents in the, in the postpartum. And then um, through my research of all that and, like, the best approaches to do that, I found um, things that were, that were considered luxury had great benefits for um, kind of your expectations of, of labor and delivery in your postpartum and not only your expectations, but actually kind of how your birth goes and how your postpartum goes and how you can cope with those. And it's things like um, acupuncture and massage and, and having a fitness coach and having that nutritionist. And, um, you know, for, for some women, it was having those photos of themselves um, really being strong and, and really a, you know, a warrior in birth to have those birth photos or maybe reminding them that their body was beautiful and they worked really hard to have this baby and having those maternity photos. So, um, yeah, that was, a, that's the thought is that I, I can be as comprehensive as possible. So, so even if I don't have these partners or even if I don't have somebody who is a partner, I have people kind of in my back pocket in mm. all the things, um, you know, let's say you really, you want, you want, um, something done and I have a partner, but it didn't click with a partner and that's okay. I'm not offended. My partners are not offended. Um, I, I won't be able to give you anybody that else that has like a special exclusive discount, but I'm happy to recommend you people that maybe, you know, you'll click with and I've seen their work and I, I recommend them after I recommend my partners if something doesn't work out. So yeah, you know, it's that comprehensive care that I just feel is, is tampering. So it's that piece of like, I don't have to stress about this because he, he will take care of it mm. or the tribe will take care of it or um, the tranquility team. There's someone in there that will take care of this because I think the less stress that we have on expected parents, obviously, we know, you know, that's, that's linked to better outcomes. So this is just how I, how I approach the, the support. Yeah. And this is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24 7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I mean, gosh, I feel like a lot of my conversations recently have been around postpartum and the, I'll call them opportunities uh, rather than, you know, lacks or problems or whatever. It's opportunities to make it more mother, parent, you know, family in general, but like mother, birthing parent focused. Um, because even the word postpartum, that's the person whom postpartum is describing. And yet, I feel like we we stop way short of all the other things that need to be addressed, you know, physically, whether it's pelvic floor attention that, you know, 
the average person is, is not cognizant of. And then woman, you know, prepared for what those possibilities are after birth, what she may need as far as physical therapy or, or support literally and figuratively, um, for, for things like pelvic floor, you know, mentally, this whole new thing that you are working on integrating and finding your new normal and whatever the word normal means emotionally, spiritually, even, you know, I feel like we stop very short of all the things that still need to be addressed in that postpartum period. Um, and so I, I love that you said, you know, these things that we kind of look at as, as luxuries, actually have incredible benefits to them. And if you can embrace them and and put yourself in that space of feeling pampered, feeling loved, really owning this like goddessness experience that you're in and knowing that your worthiness, I mean, this is so much more beyond, like you're giving people so much more, you know, than just here, you don't have to worry about that. It's like, no, let me show you what you are worthy of. Let me show you of the people that will rally around you and support you and love you because you're bringing this life into the world. I don't know. It's just, it's very, it's big. <laughs> I mean, it's huge. It is like such a um, transitional time in your life. So you know how people um, think about getting married and that's like the milestone that you have. People should also think about having children like that. Like it's the same thing. And I think people want to get married if you're if, if children is in your path. Like obviously obviously you start thinking about it there, but um yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of people just don't think about it as such a transitional piece and it's huge. So I, I love how you you um talk about the pam- the postpartum period is um kind of this up and coming thing and so when I looked at the postpartum period, I looked at um, what was missing. And then I looked at my knowledge that I already had um, from my master's and then the experience that I kind of had. Um, and I kind of nailed it down to breastfeeding and pelvic floor. And so through the um, through the courses and the workshops and the trainings and the research and reading books and interviewing ex- and just having coffee with practitioners um, all over. Um, I have virtual coffee like like a pro. Like you don't even have, you have no idea. So <laughs> virtual coffee is so real in my life because I I like to talk to people from all over. Um, it's it's really funny. I I talk to people a lot in Canada and they're like a hop and a skip away. But for me, it still feels like oh my gosh, I'm talking to someone in a different country. Um, so <laughs> yeah, right. So. Um, through all of these, I've kind of specialized in breastfeeding and pelvic floor, and, and I have I have this much deeper knowledge about these two things than your average doula, but I don't have any, um, I'm not like certified in anything, I'm not a lactation counselor or, or um, you know, like a pelvic floor therapist. I just have specialized knowledge in this, I guess. Um, so that is how I pamper people in the postpartum um physically, but then also the mental health is huge, obviously. Um, postpartum is, it is hard. It can be super blissful, um, but sometimes it doesn't always look like that. And so when it doesn't, I think that, first, I think you should definitely reach out for help. Um, but I think, yeah, I think you shouldn't be ashamed to reach out for help. And mm-hmm. that's the thing in America is that there's so much stigma about doing it all by yourself, like super mom, dad, parent, like there's this idea that we should all do it by ourselves. And that is absolutely ridiculous. And it makes me 
I usually think it really aggressive, actually, because I feel so passionately about it. And it is so just ridiculous to believe that because humans were meant to do things in groups and villages and the power of the village is so real. And man, you just, you need a village, you know, you really do. And so I, I, I believe so heavily in the postpartum period that the mental health is so real for me in the postpartum period. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, and again, I think, I think for me, the breastfeeding and the pelvic floor were kind of the two areas that I thought needed the most help, but also things that I really, um, I was passionate about them. So Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So then what are some things that you would suggest to a mama or mama to be right now who, you know, isn't in Boston or for whatever reason can't or feels like she can't take advantage of maybe the full breadth of what you would give, you know, a full, a full on client, what through, you know, pregnancy and birth preparation and postpartum, would you say are the essentials, you know, align these things or gather, collect these people, these resources. If you were just to have a couple in each area, you'd be, you know, on a great track to, to creating your own sense and your own, um, experience of luxury and pampering in your pregnancy and birth. Yep. Um, that is a great question. So I think that the number one thing is this is the time for you to connect with your body, your baby and your partner, if that's applicable. So you need to be working on your communication. You need to um, get a doula. Number one, get a doula like this. Your doula will be able to give you all of the information that you need. Um, You need to look into providers. If you don't have one of those, it's really important to actually interview a lot of providers because um, I guess like not a lot, like don't interview 40, Um, but (laughs) you can interview a few and I mean, interview them until you, until you have one you like, I guess. If that takes 40, no judgment, interview 40, but generally, (laughs) generally people can find them in like three, four, five, six. Um, so interview your providers and find one that you, you feel is cohesive with you. Um, you know, you want one that's going to give you the care that you kind of believe in. Your doula should also be able to give you some recommendations. Books. Read your books. Um, so you can, I have a newsletter and in that I give away um, a lot of freebies and downloads. I actually give away so, so much free information. Um, I just like give it away. You know, it, it, you need this information. So sign up for the newsletter. And then in that there is a download for um, a list of books that I recommend. And they're kind of separated in categories so that you can, you can narrow them down from that and um, research those follow blogs. So follow blogs from, um, from birth workers to have a blog. There are midwife blogs. There are OB blogs. Follow blogs from from parents, moms, dads. Um, there's there's lots of people out there. Other experts. So if you're scared of postpartum depression, then you should be following people's real life stuff. But follow the experts too, so that they um, they can empower you. Can kind of know what to expect if you're really scared of of labor follow some some parents or some experts, you know, things like that. And then as far as like websites that you should definitely, um, you should definitely check out 100% evidence-based three, um, evidence-based first, sorry, she um, gives you evidence-based research. And then also Mama Natural. So Mama Natural is um, definitely for the natural mama, so a little country, but even if that's not you, 
I think you should check it out. I just, you know, I'm so huge on, on knowing your choices. So that's just the bottom line. I want you to, to kind of check out the Mama Natural site. And if it's not you, definitely throw it away. But maybe you'll find something intriguing and maybe you'll find something like, hey, I didn't know this was an option. Not that you have to go with it, but cool to know. Something like that. Mm. Um, yeah, cool. If you need something on anything particular, people are welcome to reach out to me. I probably have it. Yeah. Mm. That's awesome. And I'll, we'll include links to everything, um, a bunch of the stuff you just mentioned, and then also ways that they can, you know, connect with your website, get your downloads, yeah. all that beautiful stuff. I want to just mention real quick, I like that you threw out there this balance of listening to people's real life experiences and then also some expert, you know, evidence-based research, you know, science, whatever you want to put labels on that for. But I, I think that's valuable because we all have our tendencies, right? We all have our things that we prefer, whether we're audio or visual learners, or you prefer to read the stories or you prefer to do the research. Um, so I think, I think it, um, creates a space for big wins when you definitely do the things that come more naturally to you or that you prefer more. So if you are a researcher, for instance, definitely dive into those, you know, journals and all that great stuff. But I think also have a nice, like little healthy side of the other way too. That way you can, you can kind of feel fully prepared. And so that's why I think we do a lot of what we do on this show. You know, we share a lot of stories, a lot of our own experience, but then we want the experts because we're not the experts. And so we want those people who can answer, you know, with evidence-based stuff and just to create, you know, a, a whole approach to, to the pregnancy and birth experience. So I, um, I like that you mentioned that like a little bit of both. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think, um, I think, though, actually, the older I get in my right 26, 27-year-old self, <laughs> the older I get, the more I realize that, um, you know, actually everything on, in life is kind of a spectrum. So there is a spectrum. So even even with, like, your parent and your, your mom and dad experiences, I want you to, I want you to read, like, really crunchy, not your type um experience but I also think you should experience people who you should read like that's also not your type um or you should read something that's like that's totally my alley and I had no idea that it could turn out that way like I just want you to know your your options really I just I don't want so I try and prevent my clients from ever being blindsided in the birth room because that is not the time or place if you have to be blindsided with something I'd rather do it in your home over a cup of tea at your kitchen table or on your couch. Like if I have to deliver sensitive news about, oh, this is what that means, or I'm so sorry that this has been the outcome, but, you know, that I don't want to do it in the labor room. That's not the place. That is not the place. So I try and prevent all of that by giving them, you know, the best care prenatally. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me a little yeah. bit about the Tranquility Tribe podcast and what it is, why you did it, and um, where it where it, what it's up to. <laughs> yeah. So, um, having a podcast is a blast, but it's also a lot more work than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, but I, <laughs> right. I have got to interview, gotten to interview. Wow. People that just like make my mouth drop. I'm so excited to share this with our listeners. So mm-hmm. I started this podcast because, um, I, First of all, I felt like there was there was no place from a birth worker that um, 
didn't have kids of their own and hadn't been uh, a doula for ages and ages and wasn't already, um, I don't know, wasn't, wasn't, hasn't already like chosen their specialties. So I also wanted to highlight um, parents who are running their own business. And so I started with mamapreneurs. And um, I also want to highlight some parent um, parent stories um, of different things. So like postpartum, I want to share those with the world. So for me, it's important to share stories because I feel like other people find empowerment from that. I feel like it does help to know you're not alone. So you might not know that other person, but it helps to know that somebody else in the universe is going through the same things or similar things as you. Um, so that's important to me. So really the platform is just a really empowering place for parents to come and find um, educational support. So I, I've interviewed, oh my goodness, so many experts and they range from like, um, you know, hospital staff to home birth midwife to um, moms that had orgasmic birth to moms that had um, really crippling postpartum mood mm. disorders, um, different birth stories, things like that. And they're all kind of um, categorized in, in these series. And so it's been a lot of fun. I want to share stories so people don't feel alone, but I want you to be able to explore your choices. Um, yeah. And on the go, that was an important piece of me starting a podcast is I wanted people to be able to do it on the go. Um, so yeah, that's it. It's been a whirlwind, but I've loved it. I'm like smiling huge if you can't hear it in my voice. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. He he, you are, you're so rad. I love talking with you and I just love all the things that you have to share and what you're up to. Um, listeners, you can go find the podcast in Apple podcasts, iTunes, um, tranquility tribe, uh, podcast. And I'm going to include links, like I said, in the show notes to tranquillitybyhehe.com and some of the other great resources that you just listed. And you can find all of that uh, on diahpodcast.com. Hehe, is there anything you would like to leave listeners with or mamas out there, just a final like word or some love or affirmation, anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you're doing a great job. You know, if you look up today and your child is alive and, you know, may, I was just thinking like if you're both dressed, but actually, you know, like maybe you're both naked. Who cares? <laughs> like if you, if you guys are both alive and, and your baby's fed and, and you're fed, I think you're winning at today. So keep going. Mm. Um, yeah, you're good. You're doing you're doing a really great job. If you're listening to this, um, give yourself a hug and then go over to your baby. Oh, give them a hug and a kiss. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's what I want to leave you with. You're you're rocking this parenthood thing. Keep going. That's awesome. Hee <laughs> hee, thank you so much. Oh, thank you so much for having me on the show. This has been a blast and yeah, I, oh my gosh, chatting with you is always amazing. Quick note about the Doing It at Home podcast. Matthew and I are not doctors or medical professionals, and nothing we say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. If you have medical or health-related questions, please take them to a trained professional. We're here simply to entertain you with stories and conversations about pregnancy, birth, and parenthood. Does your father know you're listening to this podcast? 
Well, when you're done, why don't you stop by and check out a show that is 100% dad approved, Datages. Hi there, I'm Chad Higgle. If you're looking for useful insights and practical advice you can actually apply to work, family, education, philanthropy, and just life in general, check out Datages. That's D-A-D-A-G-E-S, wherever you listen to your podcasts.